Navigating Solo is the official singles adult ministry podcast of the United Pentecostal Church International. Navigating Solo is dedicated to encouraging single adults in every stage of life by using biblical principles to navigate discussion on various topics. Here's your host, Dr. Lorraine Orozco. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Navigating Solo. We are so glad that you came to join us today. We have Stephanie Brown from Texas, who is our guest, and we are so honored to have her with us to be sharing her testimony and so much of her life. Stephanie, thank you so much for being with us today. It's a pleasure to have you. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm I'm happy to be here. Well, I wanted you to go in and start sharing um, some of the things that make you who you are. Can you just kind of just introduce yourself to our audience and just tell us where you're from, just kind of the, some of the ministry, the family, your education. I know you have an amazing career. Um, why don't you go ahead and just share some of that with our audience today? Absolutely. So I am currently residing in Texas in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I originally was born and raised in Connecticut, so I am a Yankee. <laughs> And uh, originally said that I would remain there for, for most of my life, but uh, God had some other plans for me. Um, I currently, as you know, I am single. I have I do have four sisters and one brother. Um, I do have one, one child, but he's a little unique. He has four legs. He's a little bit furry. He likes to snort. And so that's my pug, Jackson. <laughs> he thinks he is a human, but he isn't. Um, currently, I am attending Emmanuel Pentecostal Church. And um, I love attending Emmanuel Pentecostal Church. I do a lot there. I am currently involved in the Welcome to the Family. I am the director of that, where we uh, introduce our new people to our church. I also am involved with our hyphen young adults. I've been leading that for probably about 11 or 12 years. And then also our connect groups where I organize the various groups that our church uh, offers to our congregation and to the public. And I actually teach one of those groups and, and had that this morning. My group is uh, called WBB and it's women building businesses. So it's mm -hmm. a small group of women who are uh, endeavoring to be entrepreneurs. Um, so that's a lot of fun. Um, as I mentioned, you know, I did grow up in Connecticut where I did receive a degree in accounting from Southern Connecticut State University. And throughout my lifetime, I've done different types of certification and tried to keep my education up to speed. Uh, recently, I have become a certified master uh, Christian life coach with the International Christian Coach Institute, as well as I am a certified disc method consultant with the uh, John Maxwell leadership team. So I do a lot with that, uh, a lot with leadership. Um, currently, I am employed with a small company where we build, scale, and we sell SaaS companies. Ooh. Now, I'm on the second, I'm on my second career. So my first career was with IBM. Mm -hmm. I spent uh, about 33 years with IBM and I retired two years ago took about four months off and said I was never going to work for anyone else and <laughs> build my coaching business. But that changed and opportunity kind of landed in my lap. And so I took it. But uh, I had a wonderful career at IBM, actually started doing accounting with them and ended in a position that we called a strategic Kaizen leader, which was basically looking at some of our processes within our quote to cash division and trying to simplify them, trying to provide um, automation to them, 
and all that good stuff. But it was a, a wonderful career. I was able to travel all over the world, spent a lot of time in China and Germany, Mexico, all, 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 all sorts of places. So it was really a great career and um, went to trade it for the world. But I did feel like it was time for me to come out of IBM and really start focusing on my coaching more and and really helping people. So with that said, I have also recently launched a new business. Our website is coming out next week and the new business is called Her Authenticity. And it is predominantly for women, but there are some men that are like, hey, I need coaching and help as well. So I do have some men clients, but it's predominantly for women and really helping them to not only understand their purpose. And notice I didn't say discover their purpose because I don't think that God hides it from us. Um, if God has a purpose for our lives, he's not going to hide it. So to really help them to understand what their purpose is and then help them to create authentic road plans, roadmaps, and things that will really help them to live it. Because a lot of times we like, we know our, our overall purpose is, you know, to be disciples, to make disciples, but we're not always sure how we connect our giftings and our talents and all of that to actually fulfilling like God's purpose. So um, that's a little bit about me. Oh, and then one other fun thing. So um, I am also part of, I like working in our community. Mm -hmm. I'm currently on our K Keep Grand Prairie Beautiful Board. Um, I'm one of the commissioners on that board. I used to be on the library board. And uh, recently our library offered free lessons for a ukulele. And I'm like, I'm going to go and try this. So there <laughs> I was <laughs> learning how to play the ukulele. And I purchased one. So I'm still learning. Hopefully I will at least be able to play a Christmas song in a, in a few weeks. So we'll see. <laughs> well, that is a pretty incredible life that you have lived so far and I just you know just picking up on some of the things that you mentioned and I love that you were just talking about how that the group that you do at your church about entrepreneurs um, and so that is something that you do that comes out of your church that's not something you do a lot of things in the community but I love that you're able to kind of do this as a ministry thing as well as um, to empower and to help people that are also um, entrepreneurs and who are going in the path of business and professionals. So I, I think that's incredible that you're able to do that and all the amazing traveling places that you have been able to do, uh, places that you've been able to go um, and just like being able to be, I love especially the whole thing about the community being on the boards and the ukulele and it just sounds like um, everything that you find to do, you are doing it and doing it with all your heart and doing it for the Lord. So I, I, I'm looking forward. Hopefully I get to hear that Christmas song on that ukulele. <laughs> I think that would be very cool. I hopefully I'll get to hear that your church live streams. I will definitely be tuning in. So that is very cool. Thank you for sharing that with us, Stephanie. Um, I wanted to ask, what are some of the advantages Now you talked about, you know, being single and you are a, a, a furry dog mom, um, as I know that so many of our singles are. And so I wanted to just ask, what are some of the advantages that you found to being single? And you already said so many, you've traveled, you've been in China and I'm like, wow, Germany, that's so amazing. But other than kind of those things, what are some of the other advantages that you may not have mentioned um, to being single in this season in your life? Awesome question. Great question. 
Um, Because a lot of times people don't necessarily see it as an advantage and it really is. And so I think, you know, the first one, of course, is having the opportunity to really grow my relationship with God. Mm -hmm. Uh, My prayer time, even this morning, we were talking about, you know, when we have times of fasting and when there are kids, you still have to feed the kids. And so (laughs) there you are, you know, making their chicken nuggets and fries and you're over there sipping on your water or your green juice or whatever. So just having that opportunity to devote to God, you know, to study his word and to just kind of escape. I think it was was really awesome. Uh, my brother had come to visit me and uh, he's a pastor in Connecticut and he had just come to get some rest. And he said to me when he left, he left me a card, which was pretty cool. And uh, he said, you know, he said, you can tell the type of home that someone has because spirits linger in that home. Mm-hmm. He said, our home is a place of peace. He said, it's a place that I can tell that God dwells. And, and I was just, I was glad to hear that. And, and, and I'm like, yeah, that's, it does because I have those opportunities and I have those moments. And then as well as just having that independence to really take time to understand who I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, growing up, I was extremely shy. And if you would have told me that today, I would be on a podcast. <laughs> I would have said, no, I don't think so. Because <laughs> I was just, I was a shy person and I wasn't going to talk to a lot of people. Um, I like to spend a lot of times by myself. Even my sisters will tell you and my brother that I even would strategize and play board games by myself so that I could win. <laughs> but it really over, you know, over the years, it really has allowed me to, to really go deep and to understand who I am as a person mm-hmm. and then able to pursue, you know, my goals and, and my passions and, and, and grow personally. And then I think, um, you know, the other thing, just having having that flexibility, you know, as you heard, I, I do volunteer for different things. And I don't, I'm not sure that I would have been able to do a lot of those things um, had I been married. But as a single, usually it's like, OK, let me check the schedule. Let me see what I can do. And a lot of things I can fit in. There's a joke that I have uh, people say, you know, what ministries have you done? And I said, well, I've pretty much led almost every ministry except for men's ministry. <laughs> and so then they're like, well, maybe you should have led that one. And you, <laughs> but, um, but so many advantages during this season. And I just, again, you know, God has led me to the season. And I just feel like the fact that he chose me mm-hmm. to be a single adult, to be an example, to mm-hmm. be able to help others is just a privilege in itself. And, you know, had I been married, it would be a different course for me. But I'm just so thankful that he chose me and he chose this lifestyle for me. Mm -hmm. Well, I love that you said that, you know, that God has chosen me for this, that you're able to give to others and be able to minister. And one of the things that I don't think that we mentioned is that you are involved in singles ministry. I know that you are in the North Texas district involved in on the district level, as well as in your local church. And so, you know, tell me a little bit about that, because I know that is also an advantage to being single is you being able to minister and being involved in in that type of of leadership in your church and in the district. 
Yes. So I work with our current district leader for singles, Sister Janice Eldridge. And originally I hadn't planned to get involved. And so uh, Sister Janice, you know, had meetings with her team. She said, hey, I, I want you to come to the meeting. I said, Janice, I'm not a, a leader. She's like, that's OK. I want your opinion. <laughs> and so since then, I've been going pretty much to all of the meetings and being involved on the, you know, on our local level and with the district and um. I've just, I've fallen in love with it. I didn't think I would, but um, her asking me, you know, to help, she'll ask my opinion. Hey, what do you think about this? And, you know, what should we do about this? And can you participate? And I'm like, absolutely. Anytime you need me, I'm welcome to come. And I, I support it a hundred percent and um, I've seen it grow, which is just tremendous and see the need for it even more so than I did before. So um, yeah, I just, I just pretty much volunteer where I can assisting her and, and jumping in wherever I can. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Well, I hope to see you at some time um, at singles conferences. Uh, yes. I know Texas District Conference is coming up in February, so I know that I will be there. Oh, and awesome. so um, there are so many amazing things and to connect with people. So um, that's that's a wonderful avenue to also minister and to be ministered to. Um, so I wanted to kind of switch into gears and we talked about the advantages and, and again, mm -hmm. I love that you said God has chosen me. I'm so glad that God chose me to be able to do this ministry as a single person and be involved. But what are some of the challenges? Because we know that as singles, there's amazing benefit to that advantages, but what are some of the challenges that you have, have found that you've kind of had to deal with? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So, so a few of those, I think, you know, one of the things that comes to mind is, people who are not single oftentimes don't understand singlehood. Mm -hmm. And so they've had a tendency to say, okay, you know, all singles are this or all singles are that. And so dealing with, you know, those stereotypes, um, those assumptions that are made at times are like, you have no idea. <laughs> um, and especially, you know, being a, a career woman and now, you know, stepping into the entrepreneurship, they're like, well, you're just, you're too consumed with what you're doing. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be doing that. You know, you, you don't have any needs because you're, you know, you're a career woman. And I'm like, well, well, no, I just, I want to have a career just as you have. I want to have nice things just as you have. I can even remember when I, I bought my first house when I was in North Carolina and people, there were some people that said, Hey, what are you doing? You're not supposed to do that. Um, you're supposed to buy your first house with your husband. And I said, well, I don't have one. So do, do I wait and, and mean, I just, you know, not be able to buy a house because I'm single. And so sometimes, you know, those pressures are there and, you know, I will admit there were times when I did put my life on pause mm -hmm. because of some of the pressure and, and that, Hey, you know, you need to wait to do that for when you get married. Mm -hmm. And when I finally, you know, one day I guess just woke up, I'm like, I'm not pausing my life <laughs> for marriage. Mm -hmm. I'm not pausing my life for a guy. If that is God's will for my life, then as I am moving forward, that person will come and mm -hmm. I'll be able to walk beside them. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's, that's been one of the, you know, one of the key challenges, I think also at times, and this one is just very practical when, when things break. So like I said, you know, there were, there were five girls in our family, one boy, and my dad basically taught us, you know, how to do a, do a lot of different things. And, and he's deceased now. Uh, I don't live near my, my brother. And 
sometimes just wanting to have a handyman, somebody yeah. that I know, somebody that somebody that I trust, mm -hmm. someone who's not going to charge me $200 to put a lock <laughs> on a door, you know, um, sometimes that's a challenge. And sometimes even just you know, going to get different things repaired, believe it or not, there are still people who want to take advantage of you. I can remember when I was in North Carolina, I had a really good friend who, who was that handyman and that really good friend for me. And I remember my blower, I used to cut my own grass. I don't cut my own grass in Texas because it's way too hot. <laughs> and um, There are snakes. And so I used to cut my grass and I had this blower and he came over, he looked at my blower clean the carburetor. He said, take it to them and tell them, this is what you need done. I said, okay. I took it to them, picked it up. And I had the same issue. And I told him, I said, I have the same issue. He said, be ready to go after work. And we're going to go see them. We walk in and the guy tells him, he says, oh yeah, well, we fixed it. We cleaned the carburetor, et cetera. And he said, no, you did not. He said, I did. He said, here's what you needed to do to fix this. And I was like, thank God, you know, that he was there to help mm -hmm. me because when you're single and especially as a woman, sometimes people want to take advantage of you and um, it's not fun. <laughs> so, so sometimes that can be a challenge. And, and then again, I, I think it's again, just being a, what I consider myself to be somewhat successful in a career woman as a single at times labeled and stereotyped mm -hmm. as someone who's too strong or, you know, too independent and I just, a lot of times I just look at people and I said, I make no apologies. This is the way that the Lord has made me. Mm -hmm. He's given me these strengths for this season in my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's wonderful. And uh, I wanted to ask you too, what would you say to someone um, who is single to encourage them? Because you said so many amazing things about, you know, that there are, and I think it's really great to to share the challenges because we are human and for everybody, we are going to have challenges and, and that's okay. Cause God made us that way um, to have desires and, and there's going to be trials and going to be situations, but there's also so much encouragement that we can give um, to people who are struggling. So what would you say to encourage someone who is single or some of the single people in your area that you have encountered would have been the conversations that you've had to kind of lift them up and, and to steer them in the right direction? Sure. First, I would say, of course, seek God's will for your life. Uh, make it your first priority because when we put God first, everything else is going to fall into place. Mm -hmm. And so even though, you know, at times people think when well, you're single, you have a lot of time. I think we're actually sometimes even more busy or just as busy yeah. <laughs> because we yeah. have a tendency to put a lot of our, on our plate. Mm -hmm. So seek God for your life. Also remember that busyness does not mean productivity. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times I will, people say, oh man, I know you're busy and I'll stop them. And I said, no, I'm not busy. I'm working on things that are productive. Mm -hmm. uh, so take time to prioritize your life and prioritize those things in your life. We don't have to say yes to everything. We can say no and no is a complete sentence. Mm -hmm. So don't get bogged down with being busy just to fill time. If you're feeling lonely, Try to understand, hey, what's driving that loneliness? What do I need to do? Don't just fill it with, you know, whatever, just to say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to stay busy until I get exhausted so I can fall asleep because then we're not really dealing with the situation, but take time 
to deal with situations in your life. God's going to help you. He's going to send the right people your way to encourage you. And so again, you know, keep him first. Secondly, I would say, and I, I talked about this a little bit, take time to understand who you are. Mm. understand your purpose, understand your gifts, understand your talents, and don't be afraid if they are unique. So one of the things, you know, when I was in high school many years ago, I used to be on the color guard. So I, I twirled a flag. Um, a lot of times he would put me on the 50 yard line and there I was twirling my little flag or whatever. And I never thought that I would have the opportunity to use that gift in church. So when I was living in Raleigh, we had a, a pretty uh, huge drama team and a few of the Easter's, we rented a uh, arena on the fairgrounds and we did our drama there. And one of the things that we did, we had a team that did flags. So there I was, I led a team with flags. We twirled them and that whole scene where Hosanna and Jesus is coming down. There we were with our flags. And I never thought that that skill would be used for God. And it was, and I can remember in one of those dramas where one of the uh, security guards actually received the Holy ghost. Mm -hmm. And so I had a part of that, just using my skill and mm -hmm. using the talents that God had given me. So take time to explore those, to understand what they are and don't just dream about them, but do something. Because a lot of times it was, oh yeah, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. We'll do it. I love, I love, love, love Nike slogan. Just do it. Mm -hmm. So put those things into action. And then the third thing I would say is be open to opportunities. Mm -hmm. God has various opportunities for us. I can remember, you know, the first time I went to China, mm -hmm. I was so scared. <laughs> we were on a call and the director was like, who's going to China for the month of December? And I think everyone <laughs> went on mute because no one wanted to go, you know, for Christmas. And I had never been. And my boss pinged me and she said, would you like to go? And I wanted to say no. And there was one tear <laughs> that rolled down my face going, oh, scared. And I found myself saying, yes, I will go. And from there, it was just phenomenal. The team loved me. They wanted me to move there, wanted me to bring my dog. And it was just a perfect opportunity that had I let fear stop me, I would have never gone. I would have never experienced that. Mm -hmm. um, so, so don't be afraid for new opportunities, even if you don't understand them yet, or you don't know what they mean. I always say this, and, and I have this little glass clock that I keep on my desk here. And it says the God of the opportunity. No, it says the God of the vision. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. It's the God of the provision. So whatever vision that God gives you and whatever opportunity that he gives you, he will provide everything that you need to fulfill it. And then finally, surround yourself with a strong support system. Yeah. Don't try to do this alone. I have friends younger and older who I know that I can talk to. There's a couple, they're, they're like parents to me. And I try to go see them at least once a year before COVID. And I just spend time with them, just gleaming the wisdom that they have and, and their love for Christ. And so have that strong support system. It doesn't have to be a lot of people. It can be one or two people. It can be five or six people, but surround yourself with those people who can support you, who can be there for you, who who love you just the way you are um, as your authentic self. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is some good advice. And that's some really great practical things. Um, but also some great spiritual things. So I am so thankful that you mentioned 
um, all of those wonderful things to our singles. So um, as we're closing, and it's just been an honor just to be able to get to know all of the things that you are involved in, all of the amazing, incredible opportunities that you've gotten. I'm thinking China, that is pretty cool, you know, be yes. able to to have gone and taken a step out in faith, even though, you know, there was some hesitation there, but just um, what, what an incredible life that God is giving you and, and uh, that you are continuing to walk in. So I wanted to ask in closing, is there anything else that you want to share with our audience? And you've shared so much with us, but is there any last thing that you want to leave with our navigating solo listeners? I would just say one word and that is live. Live your life. Don't put it on pause. Don't put it on hold, but live every day to its fullest and let God guide you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes, that is so true. Just keep going. Just keep living. Well, I appreciate you, Stephanie Brown, Sister Stephanie Brown. Thank you so much for being our guest today on Navigating Solo. It has been a privilege. And to all of our Navigating Solo podcast listeners, we wish you the best this week. God bless. God bless. Join us next week for another great interview on Navigating Solo.